Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Cinema Rogues. I'm your host Andrew and with me as always is co-host Guy. Hi. Hi Guy. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me, but it is. <laughs> uh, well, we'll get some uh, introductions out of the way or housekeeping. Definitely go listen to Board Game Barbarians. That is my board game related podcast. Um, if you want to hear more of me, then that is where you can find me. Uh, you can find more of Guy at Sidetail Studios on YouTube. Have you started? Uh, and on Twitch, right? Uh, yeah, on both. Yeah. Uh, so have you started streaming again? I did. I streamed the other day. I streamed me editing this show. Oh, nice. So if you want to, <laughs> if you want to check on, the, uh, if you want to check out the stream, then you get a preview of the show and you can see all the different cuts that I make. You get some behind the scenes. Yeah. Behind the scenes footage, and that we don't even have a Patreon. You're just getting that for free. You know, you don't have you don't have to pay for that. Yeah, a lot of it is me um, cutting out like dead air to improve the pace of a joke. Yeah, I don't do that on my show. <laughs> I just I let it <laughs> I let it fall, let the chips fall wherever they may. Um, but then also go listen to Retro Warriors, the our our Papa show, the Papa show of this show. Um, they are a video game podcast. If you don't know who they are, if you haven't, if you just found us organically without going through them first, uh, then cool. Thank you. Um, but go check them out. They've a really good retro, uh, podcast, retro video game podcast words. I need to say them in no particular Um, order too. That's true. I just need to say words in any order (laughs) and then everything will be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, Guy, what you been up to the last two weeks? Um, Finally wrapped up the women's soccer preseason. Nice. It wrapped up in uh, May 8th was the championship game. Um, mm-hmm. And here it is, June 10th, and we finally got around to watching the last one. So now we'll start walk- watching the regular season. Nice. Yeah, it's been pretty great. Um, I, I think I've said it before. I, I think women's soccer is better than men's soccer, and, and I stick by that opinion after watching 21 games. Because they're not huge babies about getting hit. Yeah, basically. Yep. Uh, I got back into WoW uh, this past week. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the new expansion, the way they've got it set up, you can... Uh, they've, they've contracted the levels, so instead of like 130 levels now, there's only like 60. Um, so, I don't know. It's I, I just want to see the new story, and then I'll probably quit playing again. Yeah. I just can't, I can't do MMOs, like, in general. Uh, for whatever reason, I, I'll, i like, play them for, like, a month, and then I'll just get bored and stop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think WoW has done a good job of just have, letting you progress through the story. Like, originally, when it first released, you had to do, like, the story quest and the side quest, and I, I think they've done, done a good job of the pacing uh, in their later expansions. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, cool. What else? I've uh, been playing Hearthstone and Magic the Gathering Arena. Uh, trying nice. Basically, I've got the strategy where I just do the daily quest with whatever decks they provide and then use the coins that I win from that to build like one good deck that I play on the ladder with. Oh, nice. Yeah. So. That's good. I, I tried to get into Hearthstone and liked the liked the gameplay but didn't like building the decks. Yeah. Yeah, I use a so, I use a website that that basically uh you know that people submit created decks on. 
uh, but they, right. they have stats on number of games played and win rate and stuff like that. And then nice. so just like magic. Yeah. And then the, they also have, you know, keep track of the meta. So I'll find like the top tier uh, meta style and then pick the best deck in that. And then, you know, use that as my target to, to, to go towards what I'm building. Yeah. And that way I, that way, at least if I know that I'm losing, it's because I'm bad at playing the deck. It's not because the deck is bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one way to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we watched Loki episode one that came out yesterday. We watched it today before the show. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to watch it before then. It's pretty before now. It's pretty good. Um, it's, it, I don't know. It's not as like, say off putting and weird as WandaVision was to start, but it's not as like standard Marvel as, uh, Captain Falcon was, was it Captain America so like, and the Winter Soldier? Yeah. Cap or Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's it. So like, I guess like in between the two. Yeah. Kind of in between the two, like, um, I guess no spoilers really if you've seen uh, Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Uh when they're going back and and stealing all the um the the uh Infinity Stones. Right. And they try to uh, the the series starts when they're trying to steal the the Infinity Stone from Loki at the end of Avengers. Um and and like Hulk uh messes it up and then Loki disappears with the Tesseract. Right. Uh that's where the show picks up. And it's, um, he, he's created a divergent timeline and it's, uh, dealing with that. Yeah. That's, uh, I know that much from the trailers. Oh, okay. I didn't watch the trailer. But the, <laughs> yeah. The trailers basically explained that much. Yeah. So you didn't spoil anything if anyone's watched the trailers. Awesome. Um, and then the last thing is I went to Marfa last week. How was that? It's fine. It's an eight hour drive. Um, from, from the DFW area, it's, it's about eight hours to, to what is almost a border town. It's a, it's about eight hours there from Austin too. Yeah. And we got, I found out, uh, or figured out this week I was looking at a map at my lawyer's office and it's like right there where I 10 and I 20 come together almost. Yeah. Um, but we got out there, um, and it is, it is a neat place. It's called El Cosmico. We we rented a yurt for a couple of days. Oh yeah, I wanted to stay there. Yeah, it's it's kind of a little famous spot. Um, they've got like a regular campgrounds where you can set up a tent. They've got tents that are on like concrete platforms that you can rent out. They've got yurts. They've got RVs, uh, various accommodations there, and then they have like outdoor showers and and toilets and stuff. Are they the ones that have like the see through dome that you can stay in? Um, or is that a different, there's a different place then. Uh, that might be a different place. I know there's some place out, uh, out in that area that you can rent like this see-through dome basically and sleep under the stars. That sounds cool too. Um, but we got there, uh, we, we went and got some, some groceries and, and a cooler just to, you know, like I said, we're going to hang out for a couple of days. Um, and then our pet sitter, uh, texted us and was like, Hey, I can't get into your house. And we're like, what? Um, and, uh, come to find out she tried both doors with the key and she was able to turn the lock, but we had deadbolted it from the inside and left through the garage door. Oh, nice. So our two dogs were, uh, locked into our house. That sucks. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. 
Though we uh, kind of looked at each other for about five minutes, tried to think of some other way of, of, of handling it, and then said, nope, back in the car. Yeah, there's not other than like just telling telling them to break into your house. Right. There's not really any other way to get around that, I guess. Not really. So we uh, spent 16 out of 19 hours in the car on, on Friday night, Friday through Saturday. We got home at uh, 4 in the morning. We left at 9 yeah, a.m. I have to drive to Lubbock tomorrow for a wedding. Ooh, that's a haul. And that's going to be quite the drive as well. I hope a similar situation doesn't happen. That would suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would suck. Yeah, that was our thing. We're like, well, at least we didn't like fly and we've got to like find a flight home or something. You know, we, we, we could drive back. It was fine. Right. And we got we got here and then the, we had left out like puppy pads and stuff just you know just in case because you know we were gonna be gone for two days and you never know. Um, right. But we got home and there was there was no pee or poop and the dogs were like oh my god thank you and they were like you know begging at the back door to go out. Jeez. But well, good thing you got there in time. Yeah. So that was, that that was my adventure and I feel like I haven't had a normal day since. So. Uh, one of these days, because like we did that. Um, then Sunday, I went and picked up my kids uh, from from their mom's house. Uh, Monday was my girlfriend's birthday. Tuesday was my daughter's birthday. Um, and then yesterday, I had to get up early for an eight o'clock meeting, um, as well as I had to go see my uh, lawyer about dad's estate. And I get, and, then, and then I didn't get to sleep till like midnight because D and D. I was like fucking worn <laughs> out. <laughs> Well, hopefully you get some time to rest this weekend, and hopefully you get to go back to Marfa and actually vacation there for a couple days instead of, you know, coming back home right away. Yeah, I was really looking forward to, like, seeing, you know, the West Texas sky. You know, it's, I I don't know, I haven't seen the non-city sky in years. It's pretty great. There's also an observatory out there, too, in the Big Bend area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you or I guess when you go back, because I assume that you're not just going to be like, no, never going back there. No, uh, we saw Marfa. That's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you go back to the Big Bend area, I would highly recommend to anyone to go to the observatory. Um, not on spring break, but just go and they they have nightly uh, or like on the weekends they've got a um, a thing you can do where you go and they just have telescopes set up multiple telescopes set up to look at different sections of the sky and it's really cool yeah that sounds really cool um uh, but that's about it what have you been up to i uh watched a couple movies i watched uh little shop of horrors because i was feeling it um, and i love that movie uh, i've been watching rewatching new girl recently do i still haven't seen little shop of horrors really it's a good movie i it's also a good play or a good musical I am scared of plants. Really? Yeah. Huh. All right. Like, not like I can't be near a plant scared of plants, but like when I go jogging, I go jogging past this field. Um, that's it's, it's, there's a sidewalk and then there's this unmowed field where they're about to start developing stuff, you know? Right. And they're like, you know, like giant thistles and stuff. And I steer like as wide as I can on the, on the like fucking jogging path from that unmowed field. Um, I don't know what it is. Uh, I guess when I was little, plants got, got scary to me and like, 
Uh, it seems like in the eighties, there were a lot of like, uh, anthropomorphic plants that were ready to eat you. Maybe, or like in, uh, maybe like Jumanji, Jumanji had some plants. Jumanji did. I, Frackle Rock had a plant that was alive at one point. I don't know. The little shop plant is, I mean, it's, it's a, it becomes a huge puppet, but it's just like a big puppet. Um, but if it like actually terrifies you, then maybe don't watch it. <laughs> so yeah, I've avoided that movie, but I hear it's really great and I love Rick Moranis, so yeah, it's a it's a great movie. I would highly recommend it if you can get over the the plant thing because it's the main focus of the movie. <laughs> um, and then I watched uh, Bo Burnham's Inside, his new special that is just him inside a room that he self recorded and directed and everything. Uh, and what a great show that was! Yeah, I've been hearing good things about it. I recommend it if you like comedy and especially if you're a Bo Burnham fan. Um, just a good, good, funny show. I think the and only Bo Burnham stand-up that I have seen uh, was Words. Was that his first one? Yeah. Yeah. And that was, I don't know. That I'm was a, enjoyable, but I haven't like gone back to him since. I'm a fan of Bo Burnham. I like him. Uh, he definitely delves into like depressing topics or just depression in general. Um, and it's one of those things where you can't tell if he is actually depressed or if it's like him. I mean, I'm sure he's actually depressed, but in some instances, but I can't tell if he like kind of makes it more for the show kind of a thing. Nice. I'll um, have to check that out. And then I watched uh, an older, not older movie. It's like from 2000 2007. I don't remember. Uh, Hero. Because this, the movie we're, we're going to do reminded me of it. Oh, did it really? Yeah, a little bit. Well, because it's all about like bringing together different lands and that kind of stuff. Oh, okay. So that's what made me think of it. But uh, yeah, the the hero hero movie with Jet Li done by I think it's done by the Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon uh, director. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll get into some news. Uh, do you want to take it away with your news that you put down there? Uh, sure. Amazon is buying MGM Studios for eight point four five billion dollars. Everybody's getting gobbled up. Yep. Yep. Um. I guess they're using it to bolster Amazon Prime Video um, and then also, I suppose, to to be able to get some of the profit from, from theater releases as well. Um, yeah. Everybody seems kind of cool with it except for uh, the James Bond people, the Broccolis. Well, they're going to have to get over it because I guess it's happening, so... Right, yeah. What are they, they going to do about it? I don't know. They, they're afraid that Amazon making like more James Bond movies and TV shows is going to water down the brand or whatnot. I mean, to be fair, the brand is extremely sparse and was watered down very heavily during like the 80s. Right, yeah. I mean, it got so. super nutty with, with the Pierce Brosnan movies. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan movies were nutty. Sean Connery movies, there's a shit ton of them. Like... I don't know. They've just been like sparse. It's they've been releasing them like 
so few lately that I, I I could I could get down for a James Bond like quality James Bond show. Yeah, uh, or even as long as it's quality, or even like um like a show Mid-series. about series. Yeah, yeah, a series about like MI six in general and the other double O agents. Like it'd be fun. Yeah. Or just like a mini series, or you know, I don't know. I I don't think. I don't think Amazon's gonna go like super nuts with it, but who knows? Maybe they will. Uh, and then the only two other news pieces that I had that are not like there's a couple Jurassic Park related stuff, um, but I didn't feel like it was very important. It was just like Jurassic Park's happening, and it's gonna use dinosaurs from that we just discovered like two years ago and there will be no like bio mutant or created dinosaurs like human created dinosaurs. Uh, well that's I mean, good, I guess. I don't know. I like, yeah. I like their, their hybrid like stealth dinosaur they made in the last that's, movie. That's the word I was looking for. There's no hybrid dinosaurs in the, in the new movie. Um, but yeah, no, I I liked it too. I thought it was fine. I mean, at this point, I'm not looking for realism with my Jurassic Park movies. Right. Um, like even like, I don't know, the, the Jurassic Park is becoming increasingly scientifically inaccurate the more we learn about dinosaurs. Yeah. Well, like the when it first came out, I mean, it was scientifically inaccurate at the time anyway, but you're still like, oh, cool, dinosaurs. And they're kind of like trying, trying to make it science-y with the way that they make them. And now they're just like, yeah, we took these two dinosaurs and we made them have sex. And now we got this invisible dinosaur. Like, I don't know. They didn't even get to have sex. They just injected DNA, man. I know. I just wanted to make it funnier. (laughs) Um, The last two bits of news we have is In the Heights was dropped on HBO Max a day early. So it is out now. That is Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, latest movie. Right, and that's an adaptation of the of the Broadway play, right? Of of his Broadway play, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then Loki was released on Disney Plus yesterday. Well, yesterday for us, not yesterday for everybody listening. Um, so it's already out for you right now. Go watch it if you have Disney Plus. Yeah, I think when this comes out, it uh, it'll be on episode two. Is about to come out. Nice. Uh, cool. Alrighty. Well, we're talking about Raya and the Last Dragon today. Or is it Raya? That's Raya? Raya and the Last Dragon. I thought it was Raya too, and then I watched the show and went, oh, right, okay. I don't, yeah, I mean, I watched the movie as well and and completely forgot the name since then, so that's... (laughs) Well, shame on you, Andrew. Yep. All right, well, synopsis-wise, we got after a powerful crystal is broken, a young girl must go on an adventure to find the last living dragon and save the world. Um, Original release was on March 5th in theaters and on Disney Plus premiere access and later on standard Disney Plus on June the 4th. I like Um, um, that it was basically a month away. I hope that that, if they do continue doing this Disney Plus premiere, that the standard Disney Plus... uh, stays at like a month. I think that's a that's a good amount of time. What do you mean a month away? Well, it released in uh between March its original 5th. release and its uh, you know, wide release or standard Disney Plus release. Right, but that that was March 5th, so that's like 2 months. No. Oh, yeah. Months. I'm sorry. 3 You're, months? It's 3 months, my bad. 
Yeah. I just yeah, can't that'd be great if it was only if it was only a month, that would be awesome. Um, but I think wasn't Mulan like also three months? I think all of them have been three months. Yeah, probably. That makes more sense. I got excited because I thought May was the fifth month or the third month. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I did that too on the opposite where I was waiting for the the new Mass Effect new the Mass Effect uh remake or whatever it was. Oh, the legendary uh, edition? Yeah, the legendary edition to come out. And I and I looked at like the Xbox pre-orders and it was back in May and I thought I read May 16th. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, I'll buy it now because that's like two days away. And then after I bought it, I realized it said March. And I got, got sad. Uh, so <laughs> you're not the only one that mixes up May and March. Um, well, I couldn't find a whole lot of like development information. There wasn't really a whole lot of information that I could find. Um, so the only thing I really have is on August 24th of 2019, uh, Disney announced the film during their 20, their D23 expo. Nice. Uh, notable people. We have the directors cause there are two Carlos, Carlos Lopez Estrada and Don Hall. Uh, it was written, written by, uh, Hui Gwen and Adele Lim. Story was by Paul Briggs, John Rippa. Uh, really, like, the story was done by, like, ten people. But I honestly just didn't want to read all of their names off. So, I'm lazy. <laughs> Fair um, The leads were Kelly Marie Tran as Raya. Uh, Aquafina as Sisu. Gemma Chan as Namari. And then you had some supporting roles. You had Sandra O oh as Verena, Daniel Day Kim as Chief Benjad, and Alan Tudyk was Tuk Tuk. He is Disney's resident animal noisemaker. At this point, for sure, right? For sure, a hundred percent. I mean, I I love Alan Tudyk, and just the fact that he keeps coming back to these roles, like, okay, great. Yeah. But I, well, I, was, I would watch anything that he's in, to be honest. He was Hey Hey, hey in um, Moana. Yeah. And then were there any other animal animal movies that he's done? Uh, no, not yet. But he he was the voice of the the funny sassy robot in uh, Rogue One. That's true. He was the voice of that robot. I liked the behind the scenes. This is just tangent but behind the scenes of Moana I watched like a video of all the actors Mm -hmm. and there's a scene of Alan Tudyk doing like hey hey noises yeah and uh, he stops at one point and looks at the camera and he's just like I went to Juilliard (laughs) and then (laughs) continues to like make chicken noises (laughs) Uh, yeah that's a good one Uh, so no awards or nominations yet because the movie just came out uh, and then critical responses, you got Rotten Tomato, a 95 critic score, 97 audience score, very high scores on the Rotten Tomatoes. And then Metacritic is a bit lower at 75, Metascore, 7.1 user score. Uh, what did you, what'd you think of it? Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, it's a bit, it's a bit formulaic. Um, but I think, um, that, that overall it, it like when I, finished watching the movie my immediate thought was that was a great movie 
Um, there were there there were several parts where it I I personally thought it was was going to go one way, and but the way that it played out was was in that direction, but like slightly different. Uh, you know, and I don't want to get mm-hmm. into to spoilers about it yet, but um, it, it the the movie overall managed to keep things fresh and and sort of surprising, so that you know it wasn't as telegraphed as say like Home Alone two was, right? Right. Um, but it wasn't. Uh, but, but you never felt like the story was going to go off the rails or there was, there wasn't any kind of like huge, like twist or, or something, uh, supremely unexpected. It was, is a pretty straightforward movie, but it, you know, with a little hints of flair, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, and it passed the Bechtel test, like with flying colors, um, for, for anybody that doesn't know what that is, it's, it's a, a way to tell, uh, to sort of test gender bias in a movie. Um, if, two women are on screen having a conversation for longer than five minutes without mentioning a man. That is a pass for the test. Um, cause, uh, when, when, when the, when the term first came up or, or, or uh, the, the, the woman, uh, Miss Bechtel, uh, created it or thought of it as a thought experiment, like only like 30 or 40% of movies at the time were, you know, that were released that year, like passed it. Um, yeah. and, and it's become more of a focus over the years, which is great. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that, but I guess I can see that happening for sure. Or I mean, I I know that in the movie there were a lot of not conversations about men, so that's good. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you had your main your main uh conflict, the protagonist and antagonist were were two women who were just you know working on their view of the world. Mari were just trying to get get at each other or trying to talk about the dragon. Yeah, it's, it's my way of, of pointing out that it's a female-led film. Female, I hate that word. Excuse me. is a is a woman-led fi- uh, film, um, and and, uh, and you know those are in in short supply in in features in general and and really in animated features. So, points yeah. for this movie. Well, cool. Uh well, I felt this movie was it just felt a little bit too manufactured or by committee for me. Um, I didn't really feel like tension during the movie for the most part. I mean, there were a couple scenes where it was kind of like tense, but there didn't really feel like there was um, really any, I can't even think of them completely blanking on the word now. Like stakes. Um, Yeah. There's no, there didn't feel like there were any stakes. Yeah. Um, I can see that. Um, I I mean, there were story wise stakes, but it didn't feel like it. Right. And I think that goes kind of with, with what I was uh, saying about it being, you know, kind of formulaic and kind of playing out the way that you would expect it to with, with a little bit of variance. Um, you never really, uh, or it seems like you never really felt like y- you were expecting that, uh, you know, things could go super wrong. Right. Yeah. There wasn't really any part that like kept me guessing or, or made me think, which I mean, on one hand you could say it's a kid's film, but on the other hand, for the most part, Disney making kids films has, been able to to at least keep me invested in the movie um and for whatever reason this movie like lost me halfway through i just wasn't invested in it um and couldn't get back into it for the most part but would you suggest watching this movie uh i would suggest watching it if you have kids um you know i think it's it's a good family movie 
Uh, I think it's it, it's skippable if you're just a general, you know, Disney fan. You know, especially their their more modern animation. Um, it's eh, it's okay. It's it's enjoyable, but I wouldn't. Um, if I had paid for premium Disney Plus, I'd have been mad. How about that? Yeah, I would have been upset if I paid for this movie, um, specifically for the movie. But yeah, I would agree. If you've got kids, then you know it's definitely worth a watch. Um, but I wouldn't say it's a waste of time for you to watch it. Um, but you shouldn't expect a lot from it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's just it feels like a it as shitty as it is to sound it feels like a dreamworks movie <laughs> yeah compared to disney movies like dreamworks is always kind of s- somehow like just a little less quality or a little lower quality uh look wise and then also like the stories are for the most part not as great either and it, this was a disney movie not a pixar movie right Correct. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. If this was Pixar, I'd be like, <laughs> I would be very upset. Right. Um. But yeah, I guess now we'll get into the spoilers section. Spoiler zone. Spoiler zone. Bow bow bow. And what did you, what did you want to talk about first? Um. I kind of want to talk about the companions in general. Um. Well, I, I mean, I say in general. I mean, the, the specifics of of their companions, like Boone, I enjoyed. Um, yeah, I thought he was funny. He was a little kid, right? Yeah, he was the uh, the the boat captain kid. He reminded me of uh, in the very beginning of Moana, whenever she's trying to teach the kids to dance. There's that one kid that's like, basically like popping and locking and doing that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's who it made me think of the entire time. <laughs> Yeah, I um you know his his story in general was was you know sad and and, and everybody's story in this is sad. And you know I think uh kind of kind of going back to to how everybody got in the situation in the first place. That was one of those things that that you know when I was watching it I was like uh or she she was talking about how like the world wasn't messed up um uh and then, and then she said, but that's where I can't come in. And, you know, my thought then was like, oh no, she's going to like do something on accident and then like blame herself or whatever. Um, yeah. you know, and, and then, or, or but, but my thought was like, she's going to accidentally break this, uh, the, the, the crystal or, you know, so, something along those lines and, and what her mistake, you know, ended up being was, was, was trusting somebody that she shouldn't have trusted or whatnot. Right. And that's, that's kind of one of those things I'm talking about. It it did what I expected to do, but in a different way than how I expected them to do it. I don't know. It also feels weird that like the beginning of the movie was her trusting someone she wasn't supposed to trust. And then at the end of the movie, it was her trusting that same person that has failed her before in the past. Yeah. Um, so it just, I don't know. yeah. And, 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 and the end there is, is another one of those moments where, you know, I kind of thought, that you know, everybody would like get uh, sucked up into the 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 bad guys. I forgot what they're called. The Droon, maybe. They were very forgettable and yeah. not in the movie a lot for whatever reason. They're like the main force that's driving the plot of the movie is getting rid of these things, 
and you don't really that I guess that was what I the like the no stakes you didn't feel like they were there because they never like they were just always off in the distance and you never really saw them yeah until like the very end but you know at that point they've gone through sort of their their hero's adventure and stuff already right they've already completed the majority of of their process um or of their adventure yeah. But yeah, it was the the fact that they weren't the the creatures just weren't around. You could see like the statue people of where they'd been, but they were supposed to be everywhere and multiplying and you didn't get you didn't feel that. Yeah. And like I figured at the end it would be it would be down to to one person who would, you know, uh do exactly, you know, the same thing that the dragon did. Um uh, but I I thought that was going to be Raya and it turned out not to be. And so again, it's it's one of those it went the way I thought it was going to, just slightly different than how I expected. Right. I also didn't feel the tension from the creatures at the very end. Whenever you see, like, literally thousands of them about to engulf this city, but then you go, like, the action goes into the city and there's only, like, five. Yeah. Like, shouldn't the whole thing be overrun? <laughs> right. They, like, there were there were certain po- points where it seemed like some people were escaping. It's like, how? how? They're supposed to... They surrounded the entire city. How are these people getting out? <laughs> yeah. Like, what's the point of sending people outside the city? Yeah. I, I agree with you there, too. And then, yeah. and then, you know, again, the MacGuffin of the the sort of you know, it's, it's a magical MacGuffin that, that wards off these bad guys and, you know, the bad guys don't ever attack from behind, I guess. Well, it's cause they got the crystal. They don't want to touch it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Seems like they could, you know, stone a leg or something. Yeah. I also felt weird at the end. Speaking of like all the companions, uh, everyone like everyone, whenever they turn the stone, they all have that same pose with their hands cupped outward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at the end of the movie, for whatever reason, Raya does that pose with her hands cupped outward. But then all of her companions get to like hold on to her, and they don't do that pose. And it felt like weird. It felt weird that they did not do the same pose. Yeah, it, they were kind of making some sort of like weird hero tableau, which nobody would have ever seen like you see it as, as a viewer. Right. But right. you know, in, in the event that the world ends, nobody's going to see, you know, the, this sort of like cool stone statue and know anything about what it is. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, they don't turn into stone and nobody sees it anyway. Right. So it was just weird. Um, uh, but back to the companions, then you had Noi, the baby, um, yep. who I, I don't know how to feel about that baby. Like she was cute and it was kind of funny that she was like a thief or whatnot, but I, it's just a weird choice for a character. Yeah, I agree with you. There are also scenes where she's like doing ninja moves and stuff like that and backflips and flipping onto like the roofs of buildings and like parkouring. But then there are other scenes where she has to like climb down steps like a baby would have to do <laughs> right and i'm like why can't she just like flip down the steps like keep the ninja motif going yeah it, it seems kind of inconsistent in her in her abilities and, and stuff right yeah 
Yeah. Um, Other than that, I didn't really have a problem with her. Yeah, uh, I liked her monkey companions. I thought they were pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but you had Tong, uh, the leader of a village, the last surviving member of a village, um, and and you know he he was that whole gruff looking guy who's actually just really kind and and nice and uh, I mean he's all right as a character I guess, but I don't think, feel like he added to the story a whole lot. He just happened to be a guy that they brought along. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt too. Um, my wife said that he, which I agree with her, he looks like two different people from uh, Tang- Tangled. I haven't mixed seen Tangled. Together. So, like, they're just like background characters, so they're not like main characters, but they look like an eye patch guy from Tangled mixed with another one of like the ruffians. Um, so it, it kind of looked like they kind of recycled his look. Well, it wouldn't be the first time Disney's recycled things, right? Right. <laughs> um, like, isn't there a, a like a uh, a gif of like uh, was it Mowgli and Winnie the Pooh doing the same thing or some shit? Oh, I mean, they in the old days they recycled movement frequently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you had Sisu the dragon, who I I enjoyed her character as a human. I enjoyed her character as a dragon. I thought, uh, I think Aquafina did her voice, right? Yeah, I think Aquafina did a great job. Yeah, I think I think that was uh, a, a well-conceived character. You can tell they spent a lot of time on the on the animation of her, um, and and I thought it was acted really well. So I, I you know, I think uh, Sisu and Raya and and who's the bad guy again? I forgot her name already. Uh, Namari. Uh, Namari. Uh, we're we're all really well done, and 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 their their actors showed a lot of range and 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 did did well with with the material they had. Right. No, I agree with that. I think Sisu was a was a great character. Um, I felt like the. I felt like it was weird. Like her, I I know like the 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 movie they're trying to say like oh you need to trust people. Mm-hmm. But I felt it was weird that her like naive naivete. Oh my God, I can't speak today. Uh, you know when you can pronounce a word in your head, but you just can't pronounce it in real life or whatever. Yeah, that happens to me all the time. <laughs> I think you were going for naivete. There you go. Um, her naivete was just. I don't. It felt weird that that won out over you know, what Raya knew and what had happened in the past. And I feel like the only reason that Namari changed her mind was because there was an actual, she saw an actual dragon. Yeah. So there, there wasn't any like faith in, in the idea of what Raya was trying to do. She literally saw a dragon was like, Oh, they're real. So this crystal is real, so we can use it to save everyone. Yeah. And, I don't know. It lost something. Something was lost there. Yeah, and there was some contrast in, in, in how she dealt with it and how her mom dealt with it. You know, I mean, she came up and said, hey, dragons are real. And her mom's like, yes, so. Yeah, Namari's mom was kind of, I, I didn't really understand. Like, she had the ability to fix it. And Namari's like, hey, we can get all of the crystals and we can save everyone. And her mom still being like, no, we'll just protect ourselves. And that's like super isolation, isolationalist. 
Um, I don't know. It feels weird that she didn't change her mind to saving everyone. And then you think she would be like, well, I want to be the savior. So now I can save everyone. And now it's our kingdom that has the crystal and we get to be the ones in charge basically. Yeah. There, there was a lot of character motivation that didn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, in that perspective. Yeah. Um, I thought the dragons overall were really neat. Um, just the way that they were animated and the different powers that they had. Although I kind of have a problem with this too, where like they specifically said that the ability to like run on water or whatnot was, was a specific dragon's ability. And then at the end they're all running on water. Yeah. That's how they fly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that, yeah, there, I don't really have anything to say to like, they said it was like one of her siblings, but all of the dragons at at the end, I, I I had a problem with no, none of the other dragons talking. Like at the very end, Sisu's like, oh my God, so glad to see you guys. Like, I'm so happy. And then nobody responds. They just all like smile and nod their heads. Like they couldn't hire any other actors or like anyone else to just say, we missed you or hi or, you know, anything. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I I would expect that her, you know her family members to to also voice some something, right? Yeah, like one at least like one of her family members have a voice and just say I love you or I missed you or hello. Like they've been it's they've been in a stone for what did she say like over five thousand years or something like that? Yeah, did they talk in the, the flashback scene? I think they did. Actually, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember I don't, either. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they did or not, huh? Well, that's just another. <laughs> yeah, that would make it missed. even weirder. Yeah, if they talked in the flashback but didn't talk, I don't know. I'm not going to go back and, and watch it either. So <laughs> we'll just we'll never know. And that tells you all you need to know about how Andrew feels about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've made it pretty clear that I, it was an an okay viewing like it was an okay Disney movie. It wasn't anything special. It's not like, I don't know. I feel like at some point I end up watching Moana like at least three or four times a year, mainly because my wife likes it so much, Mm -hmm. but also because it's just a, a great movie. And this is, will definitely not be that. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, I felt similarly, similarly about, uh, the good dinosaur, right? That was, that was a Pixar movie. That was kind of a miss for me. I never even saw that. Um, that was a big miss for me. Yeah. Don't <laughs> just don't just don't. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have much else to stay, say about it. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, not really. I mean, I thought, I thought the animation, I probably thought the animation was better than you, you did, than you kind of made it out to be (laughs) like the, the water animation, the, the colors were really vivid, um, in a lot of it. Colors are really good. The water was really good. The dragon's hair, Sisu's hair was really good. Mm -hmm. Oh man. I loved her hair in the human style too, or in her human form. I thought yeah. the, the color of her hair and the, and the the sort of texture, I guess, was was pretty neat. 
but then there were like other scenes where the background was not didn't feel detailed like just kind of felt like it was there um and i'm not talking about like in a desert where like there's a desert scene i don't expect there to be much there but like in the the snowy region mm-hmm. it f- f- felt like i don't know it just felt like there should have been more more there yeah yeah i don't know and and then again going back to kind of character motivation it's the 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 speed with which the the different human tribes were ready to like turn on each other you know at the at, at the beginning and at the end for that matter um it just it it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense um and, and maybe it's because i'm i haven't been part of sort of like a you know, culturally like warring civilization or whatnot, you know, where, where you have a bunch right. of different people that are, are supposed to be working together and just can't get along or whatnot. Um, and, and with, with a bunch of different factions, like in, 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 in the U S we have, you know, like two factions, right. when we're talking about politics or whatnot, but for the most part, yeah, it's just, it seems like, you know, a, a lot of the problems in the movie could have been solved with, you know, a conversation. Right. Yeah. I also, um, I thought it was weird in the beginning how Raya, she started out not trusting any of the other countries. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden she's hanging out with like a kid from another country and then it's fine. And she just wants to bring and show her like the most sacred thing that her people has. Like, it's just, it's, felt weird like even from the beginning it felt like she wouldn't do that but yeah nah, yeah I kind of I kind of got that feeling too like um you know like you said she wasn't trusting she didn't believe you know her her dad's like plan was gonna work or whatnot um yeah she was like dad it's not gonna work we're never gonna trust these people and then she like talks to another child for like 10 minutes and it's like hey you want to see this really cool thing that no one else should see yeah Although, you know, at the same time, I you know, I know that in my life I've met, uh, you know, a person or two where all of a sudden, like, I have, I didn't know them, and that, but immediately after we, we spend like an hour together, it feels like we've been best friends forever, right? Right. So, I don't know. I don't know either. And I think that uh, that pretty well sums up the movie. Yep. Well, this has been a kind of a weird episode. It really has. Like, <laughs> well, it's kind of a weird movie, right? It's it wasn't great, I, you know. I I I kind of go back, but it wasn't like terrible, right? I mean, yeah, I you know, like I said, when I started, when I finished the movie the first time, I was like, "This is a great movie," and then the more I think about it, the more I kind of like poke holes in it. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it was okay, I guess, right? I'm also being a huge downer, so that that might that might contribute to your uh, not liking the movie. <laughs> That's possible. Um, you know, I guess it's just his final thoughts, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I have a hard time recommending the movie unless you just want like a family movie to watch with your kids. Um, cause it is, it is entertaining, but it's not, um, you know, it, I don't think it'll be remembered as a Disney masterpiece. Yeah. Well, where you can watch this is Disney Plus. Like we said earlier, there's nowhere else you can watch it besides actually purchasing the movie or renting it. Although I don't know. I guess I guess renting it would technically be cheaper than just getting a month subscription to Disney. 
Um, but I don't know. Um, I don't know. Can you rent it? I think you can rent it on like iTunes. Oh, and okay. On Amazon. Maybe you can't. Maybe you can only buy it. I don't know. But yeah, I know you can purchase it other places besides Disney. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and then guy, what are we what are we doing next time? Uh Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, which you've already seen, right? Yeah, you're gonna make me watch that again. I well, you're gonna be co host, so you can watch or not watch it again as long as you're ready to talk about it. I mean, I I probably need to watch it again because I was like on my phone the entire time because it was kind of boring. All right, we'll um, give it another fair chance and we'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a fair shot. I won't be on my phone. I'll watch the movie. We'll see uh we'll see how it goes. All right. Sounds good. Well, I guess um we'll talk to you I guess next that's time, it. man. Yeah. That thanks everyone for listening. Um <laughs> and we'll yeah, what a weird episode this has been. All right. <laughs> no, we're just we're just going we're just going to say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.